This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Forever. Dog. Comic books, comic time, writers and artists are on the line. They make a splash as a comic's read and take us on a trip behind the spread. Watch out for comic book commentary. Spinning or winning inside, fix how they got a hot idea. Narrative, character, visual tricks, and onomatopoeia. Uh huh. It's comic book commentary. Hello everyone, this is Carlos Gifoni. I am the writer for Strayed, and I'm here to give you the commentary track for both issue one and issue two of Strayed. The music that you were just listening to, it's actually a soundtrack that accompanies both issue one and issue two, and that will be released every time an issue of Strayed comes out, 20 new uh, minutes of music for that. And you can download that and or stream at uh, Carlos Gifoni. That's my name. Uh, G I F F O N I is the last name. Dot Bandcamp. Dot com, um, and then you'll have access to both the existing ones for one and two, and in the future get the rest of them, and they're um, completely free. So, yeah, uh, I'm really excited to be doing this. Straight, it's out. Um, straight one was out August 21st. And straight two just came out September 18. This is a book that's uh, being released by Dark Horse. And I am the writer, like I mentioned. The art is by Juan Do. Um, the lettering is by Matt Crotzer And Chas Pangburn is the editor that we hire to help us create this book. So first of all, to tell you a little bit about what Strait is about, it is about Lou, an astral traveling cat, and his owner, Kiara Rodriguez, who is this genius scientist and realizes that something is going on with Lou, so she creates a translation device that reads his brainwaves and translates them into speech. And that happens, that all happens before even issue one of Strayed begins. It was important to us to begin Strayed right in the middle of the adventure, rather than try to tell some kind of origin story. Uh, we wanted to drop you right in um, when it mattered most. And before I go into the actual issue one, um, I just wanted to thank everyone that's uh, been supporting us, whether it's a retailer, a reader, or even uh, the publisher. Everyone at Dark Horse has been great. And uh, actually, it worked out really well that I'm doing one and two because I, um, I have the reception that we received for issue one. 
that both that was really good uh, critically also we got a really good of um, number of reviews press reaching out for interviews uh, and a number of podcasts that uh, both me and Juan were be able were able to participate in um, so going into straight number one in the left side uh, once we open the book um, there is a little write-up uh, and that says in the far future military scientist Kara Rodriguez creates a device that translates brain waves into discernible language she uses it to communicate with her cat Lou and discovers the feline has the ability to astrally travel to faraway places the military has much to gain from this ability and again that's just setting Uh, the the scene uh, so that we right away we can go into what's going on um, and the first page of issue one um, has basically Lou traveling all over space we see his face with a kind of energy coming out of it over his head and then we we see him blaze him through through the space uh, And we see a bunch of speed lines, right? Um, and this was the first page that I ever got back from Juando, the artist, uh, who was definitely a dream to work with. Juan was someone that I was using a, as reference when I was looking for an artist for this book. Um, and after some frustrations with not being able to find an artist that uh, um, that would be the right person for this for this book. I email Juan out of uh, nowhere, called email. And he got back to me right away. He loved the concept. And uh, we talked on the phone for two hours after that. And then he was the artist on the book. Uh, that was really like having the perfect person to do this. And it shows on the first page right away. You see that, you know, the, the coloring he's using the lines of speed as, as Lou flights through the cosmos um, are uh, quite quite dreamy in a way. <laughs> um, quite the thing that I wanted to, to present in this story. When people ask me, uh, what's your favorite page? It tends to be this one uh, because right away when I saw it, I knew that we had the right person for the job and that this book was going to be uh, what I had imagined it could be. So, yeah, um, on that first page also, there is a dialogue going back and forth between Chiara and uh, in a few pages, we'll see that it's Chiara and Major Robert Williams. And um, I'm not going to read the exact lines, but it is very much going back and forth between Chiara kind of pleading that, hey, Lewis's family Um, that, you know, he, they, they want to leave. They don't want to be part um, of, of this uh, thing that's going on. Um, and Major uh, Robert Williams is not having any of it. He says, isn't it obvious uh, you both be classified as disposable if they, if Luke can do his thing and so on, right? So um, it's a back and forth. It is very obvious that Kiara is doing this against her will and it's having Lou do this against her will when Major Robert Williams is threatening them, uh, specifically threatening them with doing something to Lou and her as well if she gets on the way. And in the meantime, we're seeing Lou, uh, like I mentioned before, just traveling through space. When we go to pages two and three, we see that um, there's actually a spread of places that Lou is seeing Uh, a spread of planets that he's visiting, trying to find uh, what he's been asked to do, which is uh, find a place with primitive life, basically. And uh, this one was really interesting because I didn't know how to necessarily write the script to explain what I had in my mind for this one. So I made um, a, a, basically a diagram, a really bad drawing <laughs> of what this, should page, this page should be. And I sent it over to Juan and what came back was um, even better. I want to call out too that uh, Matt uh, Krotzer, the letter, um, did a couple really cool things here. Once, uh, one, he has a little bit of alien language going on between two birds on the right. 
And then also um, the, the way he created a little bit of a different balloon for, for when we're seeing loose dots. Um, it has the hexagon um, that was also developed in this page by Juan um, to see the different uh, planets, the different things that Lou can see. But it's now also used by Matt uh, to notate in the corner of the um, caption that this is a Lou caption. And finally, he says, yes, this is the one I found it. And that's a big spread um, with the other planets uh, around it. The next two pages is when we're finally going to get to see that uh, there's a space station <laughs> and that that's where the physical version of Lou is being uh, held. Uh, we see him flying outside of the planet, coming back to the station. And finally, we see Chiara and we see Major uh, Williams, who does not care about Lou, who does not care about their relationship, and he just wants the location. Kiara picks him up, Lou is purring, um, and the translator device uh, in Lou's neck just says happiness. The following page, it's uh, the first silent page in the, in the book. There's no dialogue or caption, and it's basically just Kiara letting Lou down, and like a good kitty, like a good boy, he goes to his bed. There's a little uh, toy there in the bed as well, and he just lays down um, to sleep because cats sleep a lot. <laughs> and we see Kiara that um, she's holding her fist as Lou lays in the bed. He's holding her fist like he's, you know, she's determined to do something or like that she is both determined and a little frustrated with the situation. Uh, but I think that's the beginning of, um, uh, of what we see is the idea that, that Kiara is not going to just let this... Um, Stan, she has, she feels like she's going to have to do something for this cat. And the final panel on that page is just Lou and uh, we kind of come back out of the room and we see through a window that is just him by himself in this big room. There isn't much fun. <laughs> there isn't much uh, going on in the room. It is uh, very much like a cell. On the next uh, page, so right next to it, um, we see the first time that Major Robert Williams communicates um, through a holographic communication device with uh, Oscar Peely. He's the premier uh, of this military organization. He's the one leading humans at the moment. And again, obviously, he just wants the report. He just wants to know if they found a planet and he is very, uh, he's pleased that it is going well. And uh, he, he says, uh, continue with Code Straight, uh, which is the name they're using for the operation of flu finding planets. On the last panel of that page, Robert, Major Robert Williams says, as you wish, Premier, and what about the planet? And in the next page, we get a caption from the premiere saying, begin colonization. And we see the Infinites, which is the name of this military organization. We see their spaceships just raining destruction to the alien planet that we previously saw Lou find. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.
on the next page, we see um, uh, an interesting one page um, of uh, uh, this mysterious alien being. And all around her, there is uh, the explosions and the destruction on the planet that's happening. And below her, she's kind of holding this, this uh, light above Lou, who is sleeping. Um, so she is trying to communicate. It seems like this alien being is trying to communicate with Lou. Um, and uh, there's a number of uh, circular um, captions that um, where she's pleading to Lou, explaining that what's coming, it's only death and destruction and um, asking him if he can hear her. Lou is sleeping. The next page, we still see she's pleading to Lou to wake up. And Lou is having a nightmare where we see monstrous versions of both Oscar Peely and Major Williams asking him for the location and asking to take it all. And we see a small Lou caption. He's screaming, meow as he runs away and the monsters are behind him. And then he says, I remember. And on the next page, we see a spread with Lou's face in the middle and a number of experiments that were done to Lou um, to, at this point, just find out what is it that he was doing? How was he able to astral project? And, uh, you know, he's remembering the test, the needles, and the fact that, uh, that he was, he's just born this way and he understands that he's useful to them. And on the next page, um, he was seeing a little bit of the interactions between Kiara and Lou. He's purring, he's holding him, she's holding him in uh, her arms. There's an image in the middle of Lou laying on his back. And then something happens to Kiara. Suddenly, you can see that ah, something's going on. Uh, something hurts. Uh, and on the bottom of the page, it goes from Kiara giving Lou a loving smile to all of a sudden a streak of kind of like a blood and energy out, coming out of a face that then turns into a skull. Um, and this is a, a nightmare that Lou is having. And on the next page, we see him uh, kind of go Row! and wake up. Uh, and his translator says no. Um, again, translator, he, translating his emotion, translating what he's thinking. Um, and then he realizes that uh, it was just a dream and he goes back to sleep. At the bottom of that page, we see that Kiara has reached two guards. And uh, she is determined to get through. Again, coming from earlier on when we saw her put that face up, showing that she um, she's going to resist, she's going to fight back. And we have a really interesting sequence here of the guards telling her, like, no, she's not allowed to see Robert. He's busy with an operation. Uh, and she tells him that, you know, what's going on in here? Why are they in the secret base? She believes something is wrong. She knows it. And then she tells him that she's being forced to, to do this. But um, she's questioning what is their excuse to doing this? Why are they here collaborating uh, with Robert? And then the female guard that's right in front of her brings out like an electric baton um, and tells her that to go back to her room of she will have to carry her there. And at the bottom of the page, there's a little bit of a buzzing that comes with the baton. It's electrified, energized. And on the next page, we get uh, another silent page, except for the, the first panel where we see a buzzing that's going on. Basically, uh, the baton, or you can read it as the, the light that's... Uh, in that room buzzing as well. So a transition there. Kiara sitting in the bed alone in her room. She's looking at a picture. We see that the picture is her and Lou. Um, she's giving like a little cute, um, you know, peace sign. 
um, as in the picture, as she's holding Lou. We see her laying in the bed, um, a little bit down, a little bit um, helpless in a way. And then uh, the lights go off and we can see that her eyes are still quite open. Um, she's not been sleeping very well. The next page, uh, it's four weeks later and she's still laying in the bed. Her eyes are wide open. So we assume that it's been the same type of struggle for a while. Um, and then she, and we see that uh, um, there's kind of on the speakers, uh, there's a message coming through. Uh, this is throughout the station. There's a request for Mr. Rodriguez to report to Major Williams's office. And that continues on every panel, repeating over and over again. Um, and on the bottom of the page, we see Lou uh, meowing for Kiara as he senses her as she steps out of her room. And uh, Lou's room is in the opposite side of uh, the corridor. On the next page, we have uh, a sequence of um, basically Lou and Kiara talking to each other through the, the wall the door that separates them. Um, and uh, she's, not she's not allowed to go into the room. She tries to go in and right away the system of the space station tells her that um, she has, uh, the entry is denied and that she needs to report to the major's office for debriefing. And Lou just saying that she wants to, he wants to see her and uh, she tells him that, you know, it'll be soon and we at the, Almost at the end of that sequence, we see just Lou with her little paw on the door and Kiara's gone to speak to um, Robert. Sarcastically, as she uh, goes through the same two guards, um, they give her good morning and the other guard that um, threatened her before um, asked her if she had a, a good night's sleep obviously sensing that um, she is distressed and she hasn't been sleeping. And Robert receives her very happy into his office. He tells her to come in. They have a lot to discuss. The next few pages are a little bit uh, dialogue heavy um, and uh, I try not to put as much dialogue when possible, but I wanted to slow down the attention of the reader and bring, bring them um, to the um, situation, bring them into this like really um, disturbing conversation that's happening between Kiara and Major Williams. Uh, where he basically reveals that uh, her uh, that they have um, arrived to the planet, um, and that uh, um, that he is the only one that can authorize her ever leaving, um, because she's requesting that her and Lou be released right now, and she's letting uh, he's letting her know that actually you know they're very useful. He's not going to let them go. Even her translation device was useful in the operation in the alien planet. And he's telling her that he's extremely happy with the results so far. And that the premiere is ecstatic about what's going on as well. Which obviously makes Robert very happy because um, the premiere is almost like a father figure to him. You know, he really wants to to please him and he really believes in, in the premiere. You know, he mentions that, uh, you know, we'll, they'll build settlements for future human inhabitants and uh, that they will take some of their resources, basically, and that the aliens will be given a more meaningful purpose. And Kiara keeps complaining, you know, she's arguing back saying, well, um, you're destroying their lives. Uh, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this um, type of questioning? You know, she's 
she's beginning to understand that um, the worst is actually what's happening. Major Williams says, don't worry, a few more planets and you'll be done. Uh, you won't have to worry about this anymore. And basically the human race will be safe. She's just like only a few more, like, like, it, like it's not enough, you know, like how does he there? And then he, she actually sees that her translator device, it's being put on an alien. Major Williams showed her this holographic visualization where they're seeing what actually happened on the planet that Lou found. And she's gasping. And at this point, she's unable to speak anymore. Like what's going on, is it's shocking for her. Um, and there's only a few more pages uh, for this issue. On the next page, we basically, as Robert is narrating the story of what happened once they got to that planet, we see the soldiers from the Infinites finding this strange looking light source and... Uh, uh, Robert lets her know that they found this uh, power source that is unlike anything they've, they've ever found and that it's basically an enigma to them. They incentivize one of the aliens to give him more information, basically beating him up. And uh, he responded, he led them to the source of that energy, the power, and uh, they discover this sort of like alien looking plant. And this is the last page of the, of issue one. They discover this alien plant, something unlike they ever seen before. Um, and there's drawings, basically cave drawings of this alien deity, giving uh, one of them, one of these uh, race of aliens, uh, the, the sphere that basically is the power sphere that comes from this plant. And surprise, the alien that is gifting this, uh, this power supply picture on the wall, it's actually the same alien that we saw trying to communicate with Lou earlier in the issue. And Major Robert Williams tells him that that energy source, uh, it's nothing like what they found in that planet. Uh, it has to come from somewhere else. And he says, the two of you are going to help me find it. And we see a small cutout panel in the bottom of Flu sleeping. And that is the end of issue one. Uh, so we get the reveal that uh, there's more to this alien that we might have thought initially. And that um, Lou and Kiara will continue to be used to further um, try to find more of this power source. That's issue one. There's also uh, a little letter. Um, uh, it's called Meow. Um, and uh, I talked a little bit, thanking everyone that was involved in the book uh, and telling you a little bit more of what's coming up and where my mind was at when I wrote this issue. And telling people to send us letters because from issue three on, we will actually feature whatever you send us through email, uh, and that's straightcomic at gmail.com. So please send us comments, send us pictures of your cats, and we will feature them. Uh, and then we have another advertisement for the soundtrack. And again, that's on carlosgifoni.bandcamp.com. And uh, hopefully I had time to edit <laughs> different pieces of music throughout this reading. Um, I'm going to try to throw some of the soundtrack in um, every uh, handful of pages. And finally, a beautiful pinup that was made by Morgan Beam, uh, who's an amazing artist. It's a watercolor-based uh, uh, painting of uh, Kiara holding Lou and him traveling around. And that's it for issue one. Again, the main cover, which is Lou astral projecting um, a big image of Lou is by, the, by Juan Do. 
my good friend and amazing artist Wando. And there's also a variant cover that is by Dustin Wen, um, one of my favorite uh, artists. He won an Eisner this year for his work on the sender and ascender. And um, yeah, I was thrilled to have him do um, a cover for issue one. And when we look at issue two, uh, we get we also have two covers. We have one dose cover, which is this sort of uh, industrial poster, uh, industrial era poster, basically. Premier Peely, the, the flower, the source of energy in front of him, and then different versions of Lou flying behind him, kind of like he's sending these missiles, right, um, out to attack or or out into the world. And it all, all looks very epic and grandiose. And um, um, yeah, and one thing that you'll see is that we actually have, um, and this one is more obvious, but on every cover of Straight, you'll see Lou in some form, even if he's hidden a little bit away. And then the variant cover for this is by Jim Mafoot, and it uh, features a slightly fatter version of Lou kind of streaming through space and a version of Kiara sitting on this uh, on this bug, uh, just looking at him. Uh, and it's uh, that was also a thrill to have Jim in the book. I love his work. Girl Scouts, it's, uh, it's an amazing uh, book, and I know I... He's already mentioned that he has more coming, so I'm excited to see where that work goes. But, you know, his work on Tang Girl and all his illustration work and um, the work he did for uh, Spider-Verse, for Concept, it's quite great. So, again, I was thrilled to have him um, do a cover. So, straight number two begins with, uh, similar to one, images of Lou flying through space, but in this in this time, we actually see him arriving to some planets. We see, similar to issue one, there's captions on this page, but in this in this case, it's only Kiara. And she's narrating how just a few more missions became 5, 10, 20, she's lost count, and they're still pushing Lou forward. But she feels like they're making progress, and they found four of those power sources of, of the flower. And she she's trying to basically convince herself that maybe there's some good in what they're doing, uh, that maybe now the human race is going to be able to survive and, and prosper. They're actually maybe contributing something um, that millions of humans can benefit from it. And on the next page, we see Lou arrive at a planet, there's lizard-like creatures, uh, they're um, in a sort of pyramid dancing, and we see two of them embracing. Lou is just saying, finally, I found another one. And we also see the, the blue light that we um, have seen before from the flower on the pyramid on the background. Kiara just says, I just wish the same could be said for other species as those two alien figures embrace on the same on the following page we see that the infinites are <laughs> opening fire on that alien race and destroying them and then there's smoke in the background as they take the flower out of that pyramid and counterpart to the image of the two aliens embracing um, the an alien holding um, her lover as um, potentially he's dying or about to die and on this page, we actually see uh, Robert narrating instead of Kiara um, and saying that, you know, they they found this flower and they discover its true potential. And he's basically ecstatic that that's the case. Um, and on the following page, similar to the previous page, Lou arrives to a planet and you're actually hearing my cat uh, in the background, hopefully, <laughs> crying. But he, uh, Lou arrives to this planet and it's green and there's this kind of tree houses and there's these bat creatures in there. And Kiara is actually talking to herself and wondering, you know, what are they really after? What is going on? Isn't, isn't enough what they have? It's more than they would ever need. Lou uh, 
um, you know, finds uh, the bad people and he goes, well, giant mice that can fly. Kara will get a kick out of this. So he's completely oblivious um, for the most part as to what's going on. And uh, we see the, the family of uh, these bad people like playing with their child. Um, and in the next page, we go back again to Robert narrating the fact that sacrifices are needed for progress and they will take it all. Um, and he's, he's talking about evolution and basically how humans should be the, the, um, the race at the top of the chain and so on. Um, as the infinites arrive to this planet and start killing some of the aliens and again taking the resources and we see the bad people dead. Both sides we see that there is a flower, um, an energy source there. The next page, another alien race. Uh, this one, it's almost like they're plant people. Uh, I remember when I sent this to Juan, telling him, sending him pictures of like mushrooms and different weird plants as uh, inspiration. And he created this kind of forest uh, where some of the things that should normally be plants are kind of have eyes and are moving around. Kiara um, is saying how despite all the efforts he he only has found more flowers than the primitive people, um, but he can uh, he can find the aliens who are make who are creating it. Um, as the scientists of the infinites have um, are claiming that it was genetically created, and uh, the push keeps going forward to find the creators. And then on the next page, again we see the the infinites destroying this alien race. And in, in this one, actually, the, the aliens are fighting back and we see that they're melting down some of the infinite soldiers. Uh, they're still getting destroyed. The, the infinites are um, winning and they will be taking the energy source away. Next page, we see four images, each of the alien planets that have been basically colonize and in some of them they have aliens buildings buildings for the infinites um, so the first one at the top is the one from the previous issue and then we see the other three kind of burning and the fly, flower being taken away and Kiara is going you know abuse of power ransacking obliteration genocide I've been part of something awful so in this during this monologue she's realizing what's going on you know after like figuring out thinking about it, talking to herself, um, she realizes that, no, there's nothing good coming out of it. And on the next page, we see her just sitting um, in her bed, hugging her pillow and going, it's all been a big lie. And Robert, uh, on the opposite side, um, he's looking at himself in the mirror, holding his, his uh, fist to his heart, um, and saying, we're infinites. You know, he's proud of what they're doing. next pages uh, we go back to Kiara and Lou uh, in Lou's room and there's a, an orb that's uh, supposed to scan Lou and Lou jumps and tries to grab it and he wants to play but Kiara is telling him that they can't play right now that um, you know this is this is serious time <laughs> and Lou is uh, biting her and playing around and she finally gets him to to calm down she finally gets Lou to calm down and we see as Lou is sleeping and purring, the device projects that there's a warning, there's a critical condition uh, for Lou. So he's not doing well. You know, the more they push him to travel uh, more 
and more to find more of this flower to try to find the the leader or rather the person or the the aliens that are creating this flower um, his health is deteriorating next pages uh, we see a giant spaceship that's a premier um, oscar peely spaceship he is flying through a very populated planet with a escort of um, infinite spaceships um, alongside his big um, his big uh, spaceship and uh, there's conversation going on between uh, Robert and uh, Robert Williams the major and the premier Oscar Peely going back and forth basically saying uh, um, the premier saying he's going to the capital to give uh, Congress a briefing um, and that they only know about one planet so far, uh, but they're extremely happy. And uh, Robert's letting him know that they had some casualties, but they were able to secure the fourth planet, the fourth flower. Um, and uh, Robert tries to tell Oscar that, hey, they're, they're uh, or premier Oscar Peely, that uh, there's a problem with the subject. Uh, as they increase the frequency of the missions, his health is deteriorating and he's kind of trying to get some advice as to what to do. And that's on the, on the page next to the one with the spaceship. And Oscar's not having him, tells him to stop. He doesn't care about the casualties. He doesn't care about the health of, uh, of the subject is what they're calling Lou. He just wants to know what's going on with the, the aliens that created uh, the flower. Finally, you know, uh, Robert tells him they're getting closer. They find some traces of the aliens. But, um, but you know, he's not satisfied. Again, cuts him off and uh, tells uh, Robert that he needs to tell him a story. He needs to remind him of why, what they're doing this, basically. And the next page, as you turn the page, is this spread, uh, two-page spread, with the premiere at the front, uh, very militaristic, similar to the main cover. And we see an army of golden warriors behind him. And the, in the page, he's basically talking um, and it's caught in different areas showing experimentation and the, the kind of the social situation going on um, in their home planet and um, um, the alien with the flower on the other one. On the other uh, panel and he is um, explaining to Robert that they need to be um, this race that conquers the universe basically Darwinism perfected and uh, he explaining how the flower actually clones itself and it's almost like a perfect organism it makes itself younger and younger uh, and uh, they're connected you know it's like a distributed control of all the units um, maintained by a central um, organism. And he's wondering, he's, he's telling Robert, imagine what we could do with a talent like that. We could be gods, you know. Um, so he tells Robert, we need to find that alien race. We need to make any sacrifices that we must do to find them. Um, and then he ends by saying, don't forget, we're infinites. And then on the next page, Major says, now and forever, but he's based, barely able to get it out. And he says, I'll find them, sir. And we see him crying. You know, he's been driven to tears by Oscar's uh, uh, discourse on, you know, the human race. Right away, he's, he says, Kiara, after that, after the connection is gone. So... Um, yeah, this whole conversation was happening through the holographic device that we saw in issue one. Um, and he says Kiara, and right away on the page next to it, <laughs> we see Kiara really upset and just going, absolutely not, no way, no way. He's telling, she's telling Robert that uh, Major Williams and Lou is sick. There's no way he can do a mission right away. Um, he needs to rest. And he's telling her that she doesn't understand. Big things are happening. Um, they're beyond her comprehension. And she gets upset and she's like, fuck your comprehension. He can't do this anymore. Um, but Robert just tells him he can and he will. 
Um, he's going to have a full medical team ready if something happens. And then he says, not only to mention, and if we see the next page, there's uh, basically documents, digital documents that are ready to go. He's giving Kara his word that the, if this mission is successful, if Flu manages to find um, this alien race that created the flower, they'll be free to go. The, the papers are ready um, and there'll be basically a generous severance package for them as they leave the military. So the next page, Kiara has basically decided that, okay, maybe this is a way out and she's trying to talk Lou. Uh, Lou is saying he's into going and finding the alien. He's saying he's very tired. He wants to go home. But Kiara's telling him that if they do this, if he finds him, they'll be able to finally go home. So he's going to say, okay, home with Kiara. He wants to try. He closes his eyes and he's ready to stray through space again. And the next page, we see Lou. He's saying for Kiara with his eyes closed. Energy coming out of his forehead. And we see he multiplies into um, several versions of himself. And he's trying to find the flower makers and he keeps repeating, find the flower makers, find the flower makers. And we see multiple versions of Lou fly through, um, through space, through some black holes, nebulas, planets, as, he's as they're trying to find the flower. On the next page, we see um, four panels of different worlds that he finds. Um, I try to have fun with the descriptions for this one. Um, one of uh, my goals with uh, the way I, I was writing this book is once I got that initial page from Juan, I realized in the first few pages, I realized that I wanted to show off as much of his skills as possible by showing different planets, different parts of space. And on this page, we see four very distinct environments that Lou arrives uh, from something very organic and kind of scary to robotic planets um, to almost like um, planets that are made of, of beings that are pure energy. And, um, you know, he's talking about each of the planets that he sees them. And on the next page, we have this spread. This is another one that I had to actually draw out uh, for Juan to explain him what I meant. But he goes from a handful on the first page on the left. So this is a two-page spread. Um, there are five hexagons containing different planets and if we go from left to right we see more and more of these hexagons and they get smaller and they get tighter in the page basically signifying that Lou is going through maybe hundreds if not thousands or even more uh, locations trying to find um, this this alien race that created the flower and we see him close up into some of the panels um, and we see him comment on the life that he sees or the non-life that he finds. Uh, and he's towards the right side of the page. He's saying, no matter what I do, I can complete my mission. And finally, after all this time, after all this effort, um, he hears a voice that says, little one over here. And Luke calls out to all the versions of himself. He says, everyone come. And as we turn to the final page, we see the, the spirit of Lou kind of combining. And we see the reveal that he's found the alien from his dream, the alien from the painting on the wall. And he says, welcome to Oblivia, little one. This is my home. And we see a sort of a, um, a field of energy behind her. And we see that there are plants with the flowers uh, in the background and Lou has found the alien race that created the flower and with that we come to the end um, of our commentary so thank you for for listening um, this has been the commentary for straight from dark horse comics uh, I'm the writer Carlos Gifoni the artist is Wando letter Matt Crutzer and editor Chas Pangburn, uh, monthly uh, till December. So five issues, issue two out today as the time of this podcast going live. So go to your local store, 
get both one and two if you haven't yet um, and sign up for the future issues. It's a five issues mini series uh, and it's a complete story. Um, and I really hope that uh, you enjoy it. The best way to follow me is through Twitter. Um, my handle is my first and last name. So at Carlos Gifoni. Um, and uh, also at Carlos Gifoni, that's uh, C-A-R-L-O-S-G-I-F-F-O-N-I.com. Um, in my website, there's links to the Bandcamp and um, some information on my other music, both music and comic projects that I have going on. Um, so again, thank you for listening. Please enjoy the rest of the Stray series. It's been a pleasure. Um, and again, I'll leave you with some of the sounds from the soundtrack. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, please enjoy the book. Produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered by Chelsea Jacobson and mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Yeah.